How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Locked on 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome in, Locked On 49ers for August 23rd. John Lund with you. A lot of great stuff today you don't want to miss. We'll give you the three things you got to know, your three downs, which will have to do with the quarterback situation. Got an update on Colin Kaepernick. Offensive line shuffle. And by the way, you'll hear from Anthony Davis in today's interview. He is part of said offensive line shuffle. And it's going to be our Locked On 49ers first bubble watch first bubble watch we'll put in three downs as well the three things you got to know get into that as i said anthony davis will be our interview some interesting stuff he has to say we'll go inside the numbers a little offensive line stuff plus i've got some qb numbers for you as well and an interesting question and remember we'll try to end all the locked on 49ers podcasts with the question of the day and i've got a good one uh today two games in someone wants to know halfway through the preseason schedule Are the 49ers better than what you thought, worse, or just about the same? So I'll answer that at the end of the podcast as well. Wanted to thank our good friends at Today's Pigskin, part of the FanRag Sports Network. Thanks to Today's Pigskin. I've been getting a lot of traffic through Today's Pigskin, so I appreciate you uh, checking them out, and I appreciate you listening to the podcast as well. By the way, questions, comments, anything you want there. I love to end each Locked On 49ers podcast with a question of the day, at least one, if not a couple. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at John Lund Radio, at John Lund Radio. Use the hashtag Locked On 49ers. By the way, I am John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. I do three to seven weekdays with Tom Tolbert. Tune in for that. We had Vance McDonald on. You can go to KMBR.com to hear Vance McDonald, the 49ers tight end today. Look in the archive section. You can hear him. Very good. He's had a first good couple of games, so make sure you listen for that. And follow me on Twitter, at John Lund Radio. Use hashtag LockedOn49ers for your questions. All right, let's get things going. Here are the three things you got to know about your 49ers right now in today's three downs. All right, number one, you got to hear about quarterbacks. Remember, we can't talk about them enough. Say it with me. Can't talk about them enough. Colin Kaepernick throwing the ball with some zip. And from what I'm understanding, he's not feeling the effects, not feeling injured, not feeling hurt. Uh, That's what the team wanted to hear. Not only the zip back on the ball, but that he's feeling good. Uh, Kaepernick should be in line for reps against the Packers on Friday night. Chip Kelly is always very cautious with what he says, who's going to play, how long they're going to play. We don't know that yet. We should know it as the uh, week progresses, so I'll let you know on that. But I've said from the start, he's far behind after an entire season of not throwing, even though he took the mental reps, as he said at the beginning of camp. Uh, an injury has kept him on the shelf now, the the sore arm, the tired arm, for about two weeks now, and he needs to impress fast. Uh, when asked why not name Blaine Gabbert, the starter now, I talked to offensive coordinator Curtis Modkins today at practice. He said that Cap hasn't had a chance to quote-unquote perform yet, and the team wanted to see what he could do. But I am steadfast in my belief and have been from day one that it's a waste of reps to split the time between Cap and Gabbert and the time can be better served allowing Gabbert to gain a rapport with a mostly 
inexperienced wide receiver core. In fact, the most inexperienced in all the NFL. They need to get down timing, other issues. A lot of the routes, as you well know, are read option routes. They got to be reading the same thing. Got to get on the same page. Got to understand how a certain guy runs a route, how fast, et cetera. There's just a lot of things. It's not like me and you when we were little, drawing up plays in the sand. It's much more complicated than that. You got to get a rapport with these receivers. They split time before Kaepernick was hurt. Both quarterbacks looked inaccurate. Gabbert, although not a lot better, uh, was better in Denver. And because of, I think, the extra rep time, that to me is why he was uh, that be- that much better. Uh, they got to get a rapport with the receivers, though. Right now, Gabbert's most comfortable throwing to Vance McDonald, Garrett Selleck, or checking down to backs like Carlos Hyde. Gabbert has a total of two receptions for 22 yards to the wide receivers so far in preseason, eight to one for 110 to backs and tight ends. We'll do more of that in Inside the Numbers, but clearly he is more comfortable throwing to tight ends and backs than he is wide receivers which is why I think he should be the starter sooner rather than later. Get that report, those receivers, because they're going to need it once the season starts. Number two on second down here on Locked On 49ers, the offensive line shuffle. Now, today's interview will be with Anthony Davis, and he'll tell you how he's making the transition from right tackle to right guard. And I know a lot of people, their eyes glaze over when they hear offensive line talk. (laughs) But the 49ers offense was bogged down by one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. And we'll go inside the numbers with that one as well to just tell you how bad in about 10 minutes. Watching practice this morning, this is what it looked like. Joe Staley's the mainstay at left tackle. Rookie Joshua Garnett, who's starting to get things. Guard from Stanford, who started over on the right side, now on the left side. Now, remember, that's where Zane Beatles was. So Zane Beatles was there, and Garnett is there now. Daniel Kilgore remains at center. Anthony Davis running first-team reps at right guard. I told you about that a couple of weeks ago, that they might move him there. And then Trent Brown, who did a... Good job, fair to good job against uh, Von Miller, who's the toughest outside rush in the league. So I would say it was a good job. Some people didn't like it as much, but I think it's fine. Now that leaves Andrew Tiller, who's a solid run blocker at one of the guards. And then Zane Beatles. And the other news was he's not only a guard, he was expected to start at left guard, but he was being used at center as well. Hasn't played center in the NFL, so maybe he could be a versatile inside guy playing guard and center. He did play left tackle at uh, Utah in college, but it would be unlikely he'd slide there even in a pinch. Marcus Martin has been a guy who's been inside playing center and guard, but the former second-round pick has been a disappointment to this point, so maybe Beatles becomes that uh, backup inside the veteran, and then that would leave Tiller inside and Eric Pierce as a swing tackle as as the main backups on the line, and that's a much better starting unit than a year ago and certainly much better depth than they had a year ago as well. So that's second down. Third down, let's do our first bubble watch, all right? First bubble watch, we're halfway through the preseason schedule. Two down, two to go. First cut-down day is August 30th. they got to go seventy-five to uh, from 90 to 75, 90 to 75. September 3rd is the final cut-down day. they got to go to 53 on that day. So some of the known names fighting for roster spots right now, Bruce Miller making the transition to tight end from fullback. Uh, right now he's the third tight end, but I think he's a good special teamer as well, so I think he'll make it. Zane Beatles, as I said, depends on if he can play center to pinch, possibly, if they keep Joshua Garnett at left guard. Still, uh, that one's yet to be determined. Brandon Thomas, who had the knee injury right before he was drafted, or a lot of people had him maybe in the first or second round. He's a former third rounder. Uh, He's running with the third team. And Marcus Martin, as I said, a second rounder could be in trouble. He could play center or guard, but if Beatles could do that, he could uh, be in trouble as well. So there's some of the guys. Uh, Christian Ponder, a lot of people ask me questions about Ponder. He was very good Saturday night in Denver, but if Kaepernick would, I guess, be surprisingly cut, the Niners have the cap room to do that. 
but I still think he does he doesn't start, but he would be a backup unless he gets upset. You know, I don't know what his personality is. They're telling us in terms of, you know, getting along with coaches, players, et cetera, and that was strained at the end of last year that he's doing much better now. So I don't think they're going to cut Kaepernick. Uh, if they did, Ponder would have a shot to make this team. I think he played well. Like, if he plays lights out in the last two games, anything is possible. I don't think he'd be the backup here. You're certainly not going to make Jeff Driscoll the backup. You've already had an injury in the preseason. So uh, the issue with me is, look, Kaepernick makes it. Uh, he's a backup. Kaepernick uh, gets upset. Yeah, maybe not. But I don't think Christian Ponder makes this team. A lot of people asking me that question, even though he looked good in the uh, first one. I think they're going to – they're in the second one, his first game. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, I think they're going to try to stash on the uh, practice squad. Uh, defensively, some guys who could be in trouble. Corey Lemonnier has shown little off the edge. And uh, his reps have been against backups. He still really hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, they need pass rushers on this team, but I think that Lemonier, to this point, the former third rounder, uh, has not uh, lived up to that. So we'll see where he goes. He could be a guy. Kenneth Acker started 13 games last year on the corner. It just shows how much depth they have in the defensive backfield. He still could be an issue as well. Uh, the defensive backfield, to me, is so deep on the corner that they may trade some defensive backs to try to get some positions, uh, some help at some other positions of need, namely wide receiver. I don't know how much you're going to get out of an Acker, but they are two and in some places three deep in the defensive backfield. So uh, that's uh, a look at that. So there you go. There's our first bubble watch uh, here halfway through the preseason. So those are the three downs, things you got to know, an update on Colin Kaepernick and the quarterback situation. A little O-line shuffle. We're going to hear from Anthony Davis in a minute in our first bubble watch here on Locked On 49ers. By the way, got a bonus thing for you. Ryan Whalen was signed, a wide receiver formerly of Stanford, 6-1-200. He was given Terrell Owens' old number and Anquan Bolden's old number, that 81. He was drafted by the Bengals in the sixth round in 2011, was with Minnesota as well. Uh, nothing spectacular on the numbers sheet. 17 career games, 11 catches, 80 yards. I just think they need another camp body with some injuries, Smelter being one. Bruce Ellington's back, but he's had an ankle, so they've had some guys down, so they bring in Ryan Whalen to see if uh, he can do anything there. That's what they did today. All right, there you go. There's uh, three downs and a little bonus for you, a new guy they brought in to town. Let's get it to today's interview, Offensive Line Shuffle. Let's talk to Anthony Davis about it. Today's featured interview. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, to, um, a lot of things to iron out, just getting used to the angles, getting used to the calls at that position. Just... um. It'll take some, it'll take some work, but this is work I'm willing to do. do things happen quicker on the inside They do. Yeah, they do. How are you finding the, the chemistry of working with, you know, a center on one side, and a tackle on the other? How, how have you been working with It's it's coming along. It's new. It's different. It's because um, Kilgore can make a call, and it can be for the left guard. And I'm just as close, so I'm hearing the same calls and stuff like that. And at tackle, I'm usually making the call to the guard or there's not a lot of miscommunication because it's only going one way. So getting used to that, it's, um, it's a process. Could you start making calls to Trent? We all communicate with each other for the most part. Was that second practice and then the first time you lined up at the in the practice? Yeah. And so was it the night before, or did you know that was coming a couple days in advance? Yeah, it was, the, it was a couple days in advance. Yeah. Just kind of, like, then it was showtime, yeah. This is what you got to 
Yeah, except for about three. You think you'll play right guard Friday? I'm not sure if we're. I'm not sure if we're going. If we're putting that out there yet, so I'm not sure. How exciting is it to you that I mean, this, the five that were out there, sorry, the, the, the five that were out there, you know, the starting practice could be five. It's exciting, finally, be able to gel with those guys and. Just know what group is going to be going out there with you, and we can grow together as a unit. So that'll be good. It's exciting because we can do a lot better than we do than we did. So that's exciting, and it's, um, yeah, we're we're just getting started. I feel like. How do I go about learning a new position? I feel like it's it's like learning anything new. You just have to put the time in, put your 10,000 hours in, master it, and just keep a enthusiastic, positive outlook on it, and that's when good things will happen. All right, so there you go. Anthony Davis has moved on to right guard. I told you about that about two weeks ago. Doesn't mean he's going to be the starter. As you heard from him, he's extremely confident. He came in camp in shape. He took a year off. He's feel, he's feeling very good. Uh, he's been uh, much more pleasant to be around. He says that he has buried the hatchet with the 49ers. Trent Balky told me the same thing. So it uh, looks good for Anthony Davis. But, look, the transition is different going inside, although he's worked at it. And uh, and uh, Tiller Andrew Tiller has been pretty good as a run blocker inside. So it's not like the job is going to be given to him. Joshua Garnett still could play on the right side as well uh, if they keep Beatles. So it's it's to be determined. But if I was a betting man right now, Obviously, Staley at left tackle, Garnett at left guard, uh, Kilgore at center, right guard Anthony Davis, right tackle Trent Brown. That gives you a mashing right side. Beatles, I still think, is in it. But if he can play center and guard, I think Marcus Martin could be in trouble. He'd have some decent depth along the offensive line as well. So there you go. That is today's interview with Anthony Davis, fresh off a year off. He looks much better. Uh, is talking. He's fresher. Uh, looks like he's going to have a good year, possibly at right guard. So that is today's interview. Let's go Locked On 49ers and go Inside the Numbers. Inside the Numbers. All right, I know you don't like to talk about the offensive line. Not flashy enough, not sexy enough, but the 49ers allowed 53 sacks last season, tied for second worst in the NFL. Look at that number as we go Inside the Numbers. Only behind Tennessee's 54 and running the ball, the 49ers were 21st in yards and 16th in yards per carry. Uh, so, look, a Chip Kelly offense, you know this. They can't survive with numbers like that on the ground. He was first when they went 10-6 and six in 2013 was Chip Kelly, and they went to the playoffs in 2013. Slumped to about the middle of the league his second year, but they still went 10-6, and six, and then they went uh, and took another step down last year, and hence he is in San Francisco. So the running game, obviously important for a Chip Kelly team. The offensive line not only protecting the quarterback, Quarterbacks just lost confidence last year, especially Colin Kaepernick, because he just didn't know when the rush was coming and the eyes would go down. But uh, they got to be able to run the football better as well. So those are some good numbers to look at. And then I promised you some quarterback numbers, and here's what we've seen so far in the preseason. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, I think, needs all the reps. I've said it again and again. I think he should be named the starters. He may not even know he can throw to wide receivers. Get this. He's got 19 attempts in the preseason. Vance McDonald's been targeted six times. Carlos Hyde, four. Brent Selleck, two. And Sean Drone, the running back, once. 
So 13 of his 19 targets have gone to non-wide receivers. McDonald's got five for 92 and a touchdown. All wide receivers combined when Blaine Gabbard is in the game have caught two passes for 22 yards, and one was a screen for six yards to Bruce Ellington, the other 17 yards to DeAndre White, who was in the slot. So the point is, Gabbard's not comfortable with his young wide receivers yet, and obviously it shows. The Niners at least need to have a threat from the outside because obviously if they don't, the running game that Chip Kelly wants to employ so badly, they're going to bring safeties up, they're going to pack the box, and they're going to dare him to throw the ball deep. And at this point, Blaine Gabbert, halfway through the preseason, my presumed starter, does not have a rapport really with any of the wide receivers. So there is inside the numbers, gave you a little offensive line, gave you a little quarterback as well. By the way, one more quick one. The 49ers have blitzed heavily this preseason. Jim O'Neill does it. I know Jason Tarver, when he was with the Raiders, he uses the word activate. Uh, One stat or one number for my friends at Pro Football Focus inside the numbers that you need to know. Chris Davis, who the first two games has been really good in the slot, and if he keeps it up, is going to be the starter in the slot. Uh, He leads the barrage. He's blitzed on nearly 20% of his snaps on the field. So expect the 49ers, if they cannot get to the quarterback, especially with Aaron Lynch out the first four games, they're going to activate some of those defensive backs. Davis, you can see coming. Reed's a good blitzer. But Thay's a good blitzer. uh, Joukowsky Tart is a good blitzer. So watch for a lot of blitzes, especially from the defensive backfield from the 49ers. Chris Davis is a perfect example of that. All right, uh, let's get to your questions. And again, Locked On 49ers with John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco, pre- and post-game for the 49ers as well on KMBR and KGO on the weekends. Make sure you're tuning in. Uh, questions. Always like to finish the Locked On 49ers podcast with questions from you. Time for your 49ers questions. Got a couple of these questions. Uh, two games in, are the 49ers better, worse, or about what you thought? I'd say this. Uh, I think they're about what I thought. Uh, The defense has a chance to be good if they can find a pass rusher or two or three. Uh, I'm concerned, obviously, without Aaron Lynch, but you've seen flashes from Tank Carradine. Uh, Eli Harold, I think, still has a chance, and maybe they'll bring some guys from the defensive backfield. You don't want to blitz too much and leave your guys out on an island too much. But uh, from that standpoint, if they can get a if they can get a rush, I would like it. I haven't seen Eric Armstead. I'm continued. I did early in camp, but I'm continually told that it's not a major injury, and yet. Uh, the shoulder is bothering him, so I'd like to see him a little bit more. Uh, on offense, uh, let's be honest, it's going to be a struggle. I think the line, as I've told you, is going to be better. Uh, Carlos Hyde has to stay healthy, uh, but the receivers are the most experienced group in the league, and I don't believe Gabbard uh, has a lot of confidence in them, as I as I pointed out. And teams who struggle at quarterback, as I think the 49ers will, they struggle unless the defense is lights out. And while this one could be good, I don't think it's elite. Uh, I'm not a real, you know, how many games are they going to win predictor? I was asked that this week. I'll do one just because people like to have that right before the season starts, but I'm not going to give it to you right now. I'll give it to you in a couple of games. I've got to evaluate these guys a little bit more. But uh, they're about what I thought and uh, what the what Vegas is saying around five, six games, something like that. I think that's it. I think they need to get more talent under in the Chip Kelly system, the type of players he likes, but they're getting there, and there's a lot more talent than I believe people think defensively, especially in the backfield and on the defensive line. And I think the offensive line could be good. I'm not sold on the skill guys outside. I'm not sold on the quarterback. And Carlos Hyde's got to stay healthy. So I hope that answered the question. 49ers better, worse, or what I thought. I think about what I thought halfway through the preseason. All right, there you go. There is Locked On 49ers for August 23rd. Anthony Davis was your interview today. Very good. Went through some really good stuff. Make sure you're following me for those final questions at John Lund Radio, hashtag 
Locked on 49ers. Thanks again to our good friends at Today's Pigskin. Getting a lot of traffic through that. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Love to have more questions, more interaction with you. And that'll do it for August 23rd for Locked on 49ers. It's Locked on 49ers with John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Pre and post game for your 49ers. Locked on 49ers. A member of the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Dice. With over 70,000 tech jobs and career resources like their salary predictor, Dice is the free way to hack your career in tech. Visit dice.com slash can you hack it for more info.